Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Tuesday the 13th of July and as usual with all the information contained in this presentation it is general advice only so please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this presentation and if you need to you can always pause the PowerPoint slide here and read our disclaimer in full and if you're listening on a podcast head on over to our website and read the disclaimer there. All right, well, another uh, positive night in the Dow. More records falling once again. We had the Dow Jones just shy of 35,000, up 126 points or 0.36% to 34,996 points. Wow. And NASDAQ up 31 or 0.21%, 31 points, 14,733. And the S&P 500 in the middle for diddle, but only just up 0.35%, 15 points to 43.85 there. VIX index falling back slightly to 16.17, and our SPY futures showing a gain of 20 points today, but I'm not sure we will see that 20 points. We'll have to wait and see. We do have some weakness in commodity prices generally. We have Brent crude down half percent or 39 cents to 75.16. WTI down 46 cents to 74.10, down 0.62 of a percent. Gold off $4.17, nothing really exciting there. Iron ore up $1.95, so that's going to help the BHPs and the Rios. Uh, $218.45, up 0.9 of a percent. Aussie dollar heading slightly higher towards 75 cents at the moment. In other commodity prices, we saw some backing and filling there with copper down 1%, nickel down 0.3, aluminium down 0.3, zinc down 1.3, lead pretty much unchanged, and tin up 1.39%. BHP and Rio pretty much unchanged in US dollar terms. There you can see the S&P 500 had a bit of a spurt out of the gate. We are awaiting lots of US banking results this week. They're kicking off US reporting season and certainly some high hopes for the market and those results. But you can see the S&P 500 closing pretty close to its highs. As far as major stories go last night, uh, Democrats heading for a make-or-break stretch with Biden's signature spending plan hanging in the balance. And we've seen that headline many times before, and I'm sure we're going to see it many times in the future. And Christine Lagarde from the ECB flags policy guidance change at July policy meeting. The PBOC, the People's Bank of China, cuts the bank repo rate, unleashing about $154 billion in liquidity. It does seem that the Chinese economy is slowing, and certainly the Chinese central bank is concerned about that and has cut that repo rate. Liquidity conditions in the Chinese market will remain basically stable following that cut. <coughs> Excuse me. China has slowed down a warning sign for other economies as questions mount over the global recovery. It wasn't that long ago, of course, the questions were mounting about the uh, transitory inflation and that big spike in inflation. That seems to be a story now for another day. It is now about global recovery and whether that will be sustained. We have seen a bit of a spurt in COVID cases in Europe. And of course, Boris Johnson in the UK has decided Freedom Day is July the 19th, where he's happy 
to let COVID run riot to some extent. Uh, the uh, health secretary, the new health secretary, after the last one was caught with his secretary, uh, has um, said that they could see 100,000 cases a day and one to 2,000 hospitalizations a day and up to 200 people a day dying from COVID-19 as they move to a completely unrestricted footing. Although we are seeing Boris Johnson walk back slightly on that at the moment and suggesting that although masks won't be mandatory anywhere, uh, maybe it's a good idea to wear them. Uh, Fauci, Dr. Fauci voices frustration at the struggle to boost vaccination rates in part of the US. And the UK lifting those COVID measures. We are seeing ministers as well as medical experts warning of the risks. And of course, it will push the National Health Service under pressure again. The US blacklists 34 entities, most of them Chinese. That's a surprise. Okay, in terms of our stories today, we have local, we have the NAB business survey for June, China trade balance for June. BHP and Rio pretty much unchanged in US terms. Last night, the US Treasury auctioned uh, $96 billion worth of three and 10 year notes, which went off relatively easily. And the Bank of America, BlackRock, Citigroup, Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, and Morgan Stanley are among the first firms, first cabs off the rank starting the US earnings season. And Elon Musk, this comes fresh on the heels of Richard Branson launching himself into what he called space. Tesla CEO Elon Musk insisted in court on Monday he does not control Tesla, which is interesting. Tesla, as a result, rallied. So I'm not sure what implications that possibly has for our market, but that certainly helped the US market. And West Farmers may not have it all to themselves with their bid for API. They launched yesterday, $0.138 for API, which owns Priceline Pharmacies, as SIG. Uh, Sigma also may have been talking to API. So it looks like a pretty opportunistic bid from West Farmers, but that is their modus operandi. But it may be that they won't get it all to themselves. Bingo! Uh, the FERB approval received for the proposed scheme. So that all looks like it's trundling along ahead. And the Borrell takeover offer is due to end Thursday. This is the one from Seven Group. And we're expecting to see some serious boardroom reshuffles probably over the weekend following the closure of that bid. And CBA and NAB's in hot water about anti-money laundering in PNG. And IND is a new float. Starts today at one o'clock. And Brian Hartzer, who was the former CEO of Westpac and also part of the Westpac drive into innovative and fintechs and startups, is going to be chairing a BNPL, buy now, pay later IPO called Before Pay. So we've had Afterpay, which is AP, and now we've had BP, Before Pay. It's a bit like AD and BC with that one. Question of the day today, uh, an interesting question, I guess. Can Reddit fans move a commodity? Do they have the power to move a commodity? I was listening to CNBC this morning, and apparently the Reddit meme fans are going to have another go at silver. So they're hoping to get silver up to 1,000. Um, currently, somewhat less than that, around a 50th of that. So it'll be interesting to see how far they can push it. Of course, silver has been the subject of uh, a Reddit push in the past. It's also the subject in the late 70s, early 80s, when I was just starting my career, uh, when the Bunker Hunt, well, the Hunt brothers, 
Bunker and his brother uh, tried to corner the silver market before the exchanges changed the rules on him and forced him to liquidate and go bust. So it'd be interesting to see how far the Reddit guys can push a commodity, but they're certainly hoping to have a go at it. So maybe a good time to load up on some of those silver stocks that are in the market. Not many of those around, not pure silver anyway. SVL Silver Mines, uh, one of those potentially. So keep an eye on silver, people. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. Head on over to the Facebook discussion group. It's always a great lively debate over there. Great insights and some great ideas from members. Three and a half thousand members helping members is the motto there. We've got Ask the Analyst on Friday at 5pm. So looking forward to joining you on that on Friday at 5pm, answering all your questions. So far, I've had a few suggestions for some stocks. Megaport 1 and IXC is another. So um, a couple of suggestions there. But uh, if you have any suggestions that you'd like me to look at in a little more detail, please email me at the usual email address. Thanks very much for listening and have a great day.